Franklin Roosevelt's Civilian Conservation Corps did amazing things for this country. Should we do it again? What do you think? I'm Bert Cohen, and with your help, we are keeping democracy alive. Check for pulse. Stand clear. Push to shock. Well-educated conservatives are always quick to point out that it wasn't really the New Deal that finally ended the Great Depression. Joblessness and an anemic economy were only rescued by the U.S. entry into World War II. And they're right. Yes, I'm saying conservatives were right. You won't hear that from me very often. But what was it about the war that rescued our economy? It wasn't the war itself. No, it was the gigantic level of new public works jobs that finally succeeded. The only real benefit of spending the hundreds of billions of dollars of public dollars is the jobs created by the massive military-industrial complex. So once the incredibly costly weapon systems are built, they're most often left to just gather dust, we hope. Of course we need a strong defense, but we all know that the lobbyists for the weapons contractors grab all the dollars they can, whether or not the spending is a good investment for the common good for our national security. So with unemployment still in double digits, millions out of work, so many of us suddenly finding ourselves in terrible economic straits. Perhaps it's time to start thinking of national security differently. Jobs, that's what is needed. And the climate crisis is bearing down on us hard. The fires in California, that is part of a climate crisis. We need to do something about that. Our infrastructure has crumbled. Our roads, bridges, and schools, and our invaluable natural environment are all in terrible need of attention. There's a lot of people out of work. There's a huge amount of absolutely vital work that needs to be done. So while we spend hundreds of billions a year on weapon systems that do nothing but sit on a shelf, wouldn't it be nice to get some actual lasting value from our investment of tax dollars? That's where an old FDR idea, one that worked on so many levels, comes in to address our economic as well as social challenges today and in the future. Perhaps now is a perfect time for a new New Deal, not the least of which would be revival of the legendary CCC, the Civilian Conservation Corps. That's what we're going to talk about today, an invigorating and hopeful past and perhaps future. A recent article in the Philadelphia Inquirer said of the CCC, there were young men and teenagers with bleak prospects staring down at the nation's worst economic crisis. So what was and what might be a new Civilian Conservation Corps? Our guest today is Jay Alexander, founder of the Civilian Conservation Corps Initiative. Thanks for being with us, Jay. When I was growing up, I remember asking my father about a shovel with the letters CCC burned into its handle. When I asked what it was, he spoke about it with no small enthusiasm. What was the CCC and what role did it play in Roosevelt's New Deal? Okay, the, when um, Roosevelt got in um, to um, make his inauguration speech on March 1933, uh, 4th, that was the 4th of March 1933, he um, gave um, a speech that had the, the message of, uh, oh, uh, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. And the Depression right. for four years since 1929 has put a lot of people on the verge of high anxiety, what they were going to do for, for work or for getting a job. Not There was no jobs out there and also how to survive. And he brought a hope with uh, 
you know, telling them with, um, oh, it's called Fireside Chats. Right. We had one, yeah. yeah. We had, um, there was a very good one that he did back in um, 1936, congratulating the boys that were working in the CCC program. But he said that we have to engage in a war. Um, he has to have the power to engage in a war to save our economy and to save our environment when he made that inauguration speech. And within that, then he, um, um, after the speech, um, he uh, called an emergency session of Congress. The Congress was already elected, but they wouldn't meet until 19, the fall of 1933. So he called them in that spring, the, um, the Congress that was still in session. Uh, not the new congressman, but he conked them in and they sat down for 100 days and he passed and he churned out 15 new pieces of legislation. And no president has done that. Right. He's like the measure today of the first 100 days right. of office. Of the standard. Yes. He's a standard bearer. And for uh, 100 days, he, he kept uh, the lights on in the White House uh, for 24-7. And... Um, worked on different acts and one of the major acts that was passed was uh the civilian Con emergency conservation work uh, act and it was a um forestry bill mostly to mm -hmm. replant the forest and uh and it was to to do that job he was hiring young people from the age of 18 to uh 28 of years a men not females right. but men right and it was a male program and it was they were supposed to be from families that had um obligations you know to the families who were on relief or welfare back in mm -hmm. those days and he had them it was required by these young boys to um sign up you know to do a long oath of oath which uh if they got injured they would get workman's compensation and and they would um, pay for any damages to government property. <laughs> and if they got hurt or injured, they were government government property. So that's where the term uh, um, government issue came in. So they uh -huh. were really our first GIs. Oh they goodness. were the GIs of, and they they um, are you know when you sign a contract with the government as a GI today, that's the same thing. <laughs> you are government issue and they give you uniform they give you the shoes they give you the clothing and they mm -hmm. they put up your civilians and uh you're you're in you're in the um the tree army or the soil soil um uh -huh. Army. Uh -huh. and um these uh kids who had nothing but misery and and not knowing where to go finally they had something to do they had a national what was deemed the first national service anywhere mm. in the world and um they had something to look forward to. And um, the in those formative days, um, in March 9th, he um, gathered his uh, cabinet. And he had a swell cabinet he selected. He selected Frances Perkins, uh -huh. um, first woman labor right. uh, secretary, who was amazing. She's, you know, and then they, she was probably the best secretary of labor that we ever had, mm. you know, bar none. Then we had Barnon, the best agriculture secretary, Harry Henry Wallace. Yes. And then, then we had the best uh, ever ever Department of Interior secretary, which was um, Harold Ickes. Yes. And um, 
then we had a good war department. Um, um, his name, he was a Utah go governor. His name was George Dern. And he's the grandfather of Bruce Dern uh, and uh, Laura Dern, uh -huh. the actors. The sure. actors. Yeah. And um, they, um, Roosevelt uh, sat them down and he said, I want to have a uh, civilian conservation corps program set up for our young people. And back then, um, it was almost short of revolution. People were, you know, the banks were closed. He had a bank holiday and banks were closed. People couldn't get their money. They were hiding their money in the right. <laughs> inside their mattresses. And uh, there was some lawlessness going around like Babyface Nelson and you know, Bonnie and Clyde and all those robbing banks. He got them to uh, look at Congress to form up in the Department of um, Labor, which is now Labor and Education and Labor now committee to take a look at this act that um, he, he got his secretaries together and he said, I want to have an act by 10 o'clock tonight. Huh. And they had an act for him by 10 o'clock. He met at uh, like seven o'clock with the, with um, members of these different cabinets. And uh, they had a, they had a, uh, an act written out that gave it to Congress. And he made a message that he was uh, looking to bring back a civilian conservation corps that would be, um, you know, the work would be uh, good for, you know, the strengthens the strengthen of the body up, but also give um, moral and ethic and uh, community value to it, too, at the same time. And he addressed that in a letter to Congress on the 21st. And then the uh, Education Committee had, I mean, not Education, but the Labor Committee back then had um, heard um you know, from labor leaders who were against it. Uh, they were thinking uh -huh. that it was communistic. It was like uh, Hitler and Nazi socialist type program. And um, uh, then uh, they heard from um, the general of the army back then, or the commander of the army was um, uh, Douglas MacArthur. Mm -hmm. And um, he, he was saying that the, the army was ready to take in these, these, you know, make up camps and put them, put the people to work. And um, Secretary of um, Labor came up the idea of using the Army as uh, as a place to to um, give the employment, you know, give get he, she would hire the, the, you know, from Labor, Department of Labor, the, the boys. Mm -hmm. And then they would go to um, camps that would be supervised by the Army who would administer the camps because they had the background in doing this for wartime. Ah. But on a time uh, basis. And so um, it passed and went through the con that committee. And there was one uh, major civil rights part of it that came up. Um, the only black um, uh, member of Congress, uh, Oscar DePriest of Chicago, um, he was um, a Republican, but he was... Uh, most blacks back then were Republicans oh, sure. because of the party of Lincoln. Anyway, he's entered, he's from South Chicago and he's in the same area. And he was his supporter to get in was none other than Al Capone. Yeah. So which is pretty funny. I'd say. And, uh, and Al Capone was in jail by then 31. He was sent to Alcatraz. So yeah. he was all the way, but he, he brought up a, a um, a, uh, an anti-discrimination clause ah. that so it would 
hire um, people of any race, creed, or or, um, or religion uh-huh. and uh-huh. color. Yeah. And anyway, it it went in that bill and was accepted. And on the thirty first, uh, went to the it went um, from then to the Senate, and the Senate passed their own version, and um, FDR signed it into law on the thirty first of March. So within a month, he he created the CCC, which is which would never, I think, never happen. We would have to have so many work work uh, shops in it, and it would be batted around. But now, um, we have a bill, a couple bills in, but they're not like the one that that Roosevelt had. He kept it vague, and everybody he had the employment not even mentioned. It was only for young people. And later on, he he wrote executive orders to to as it as it grew to um, augment the CCC so it would work fine. Um, it got it got into law, and then on the fifth, he created a directorship and um, advisory board members to help it out from all the departments that were they had parts in it, like Department of Interior, uh, Agriculture, so um, it, Labor. It moved so they had, from. Uh... They had, I was just going to say it moved from the discussion level to reality pretty quickly, which is yes, it was signed into law less than a month in office on the thirty-first of March, and he called for action in his inauguration speech. Yes, and I just hope that um, that if Biden gets in there, he'll he'll have a similar speech calling for action. That's what this country needs. Well, and, and now with, with these fires going on and the, and the uh, climate change, a lot of it is that we haven't dealt with the, you know, uh, the, the um, natural environment, the way it used to be. And just uh, building stuff without uh, concern for, like in, in uh, Louisiana, the, the flooding... And California, uh, you know, the fires, it, it, there's a lot of work to be done. There is a lot of work to be done, and it, it can be done. If you just tuned in, Bert Cohen here. We are Keeping Democracy Alive. Our guest today is Jay Alexander, who is founder of the Civilian Conservation Corps Initiative. So we've just been talking a little bit about how it came to be, its birth, which was pretty quick, way less than nine months. How, how long... Just a, f- a few things. How long did the CCC last? I wonder how much was spent and how many young men were involved. Just a, a little bit of stuff like that. Okay. Um, well, at the same at the same time, I could go back in the darker side of the world history. The same month that uh, and Franklin Roosevelt was inaugurated, we had Adolf Hitler yes. um, in Germany, and he was creating um, Hitler Youth and Hitler mm-hmm. Labor Corps. And he was building the Audubon and also at the same time training the the people that were in there, military skills, uh, you know, with rifles and marksmanship and things like that. The CCC was a pacifistic program. It didn't, we were a nation of pacifists back then. We didn't want to get involved with it in another European conflict. So that, that it was only um, no military punishments or anything like that. But back, um, Back over in Germany, um, we were going two different paths. We uh, FDR was saving democracy, where Hitler was demolishing or, um, you know, yeah. destroying the democracy that was there in the Weimar Republic. Yes. And uh, 
taking credit for it. And it's similar to what we're looking at today. It's, it's very scary times yes, today. Yes. Yes, it is. And a lot of people were involved. Was it about a million and a half people, something like that? Yes. Um, back, um, there was a stipulation. He wanted, um, in the first 100 days of office, he wanted to have 275000 to be employed. He first said 10000 Like, he had the program set up when he was governor of New York that mm -hmm. hired 10000 ah. in 1930, 31, and, and 32. And he took men off the streets. So the age factor there was uh, anyone that could work, you know, man that was unemployed or homeless could uh, work in these crews to replant um, uh, trees on farms that were now um, given up. You know, the farmers lost the property to the state. Yeah. So the state decided to reforce these farms. And anyway, um, he brought the same concept to Washington and, um, all of a sudden, he just said, oh, this will be open to 10,000, you know, only in the first few days. He mentioned it. It was a civilian, it was a civilian conservation corps of 10,000. Then all of a sudden, governors from all over this country uh -huh. were asking for 10,000. Uh -huh. Before he knew it, um, he had uh, 275,000 uh, young men enrolled. It was um, not enlisted, but enrolled for mm -hmm. six months, a six-month term. And... Um, by June of 1933, he had 275,000 underneath the Army and the different departments, agriculture and, and interior, working on, on different projects and environmental projects and recreation projects all over the country. Mm -hmm. And the uh, program went from 33 to 19, June 1942. And it, it enrolled three and a half million wow. young men. And it also had a staff of 100,000 teachers that had certificates. They were called uh, education advise advisors, and they were mostly from the local area. So if you were a school teacher and you had a certificate, you get just go up to the, the uh, commander and, and um, get hired. And uh, so um, mostly it was men. There was some female teachers, so... It was an all-male program, but there were some yeah. female teachers, education advisors there. Yeah. And then local high schools were around there where the kid could go and go to night classes after he's finished with his work. And 40000 a year um, got their, their equivalent to a high school diploma. And uh, many of them, uh, you know, a lot of them couldn't even read or write, learn how to read and write. And the test was oh, sending a letter home to mama, to, to their moms. Oh, and, my uh, goodness. <laughs> and um, there's a lot that learned different uh, different skills and sure. trades. They were teaching military type skills like baking, um, being cooks. FDR used the program clandestinely to build most of our military bases, yeah. airfields, um, rifle ranges, artillery ranges, <laughs> naval naval. Uh, areas and, and military areas and towards the end before it was abolished pearl harbor happened yeah and so most of the that happened on a sunday on the mm -hmm. monday the ne that next monday on the 8th mm -hmm. when he declared war in japan the kids were listening to him at one o'clock in the afternoon and they marched down to the recruit they, the little towns or counties where they were most of them captain or the commander would say who wants to join and most of the cats just raised their hands sure. and dropped to enlist. And uh, 
that was the demise of the CCC was World War II. And, and um, so it, it it's really started off national service. And it seems like the young men, and they were all men at the time, I'm sure going forward it wouldn't be, obviously. They got a lot out of it. They got skills. And, you know, one of the things I've noticed in the past few decades is that, you know, with so much work being done on computers, people feel isolated, unconnected. And my sense is that one unplanned benefit of the CCC was that if a group was working on a project together, each member depended on the other members. So everyone was needed. Each looked out for the welfare of the others because they had a stake in the projects and a stake in the other people and the work they contributed. And, you know, America's founders, I think, envisioned a government that did serve the common good today, especially in the COVID era. People feel remarkably isolated and disconnected. Could it be argued that it would be in the national interest to invest in new projects, as with the CCC, to help build a sense of togetherness, that we're all in this together? I just think that's an amazing aspect of it. I think that uh, it should be brought back uh, for that reason. It would bring unity. It would help. Okay, as back in those days, it was uh, a lot of families were were about to break up. They were about to lose their homes. They mm-hmm. were living on. They were just about to living on the streets. They were just barely making it on relief. And uh, their that check that they sent home, eighty percent of that money that they earned went home to their families oh. and it saved. And then, so, I'm thinking that today we could do the same thing. Allotments. If you're a kid that's um, wealthy and you get in the CCC, all your money goes to a family that needs it. You don't get a dime, okay, if you're a wealthy kid, if you get into it, would be a stipulation. So sure. that would be a downer for people, <laughs> but also to keep them on the, in the eye that they have to work. They have to work like their forefathers did. Mm. And be doing it in a fun way, you know, and enjoy it and get the, the uh, the the satisfaction that they're helping the country in our national defense, you know, we're losing, you know, um, our forests are part of our national defense, and we have to keep those up because they they help us build homes, they help us, uh, <clears throat> you know, for the newspapers we read and the paper we write on, you know, so we have to keep keep things like that going, um, and that would be it would be it would be on our on our uh, the same nature right now is worth more than all the missiles that we have nuclear yes. weapons right now that we're building. Yeah, it did, it did build real national security because you're right. We need, you know, the, the forests and a healthy environment to create oxygen that we breathe and to, you know, to, to help eat up some of the carbon that's going on. You know, the, the fires, the floods, the rising seas, it threatens a lot of this country. And well, you're talking about, you founded the new uh, Civilian Conservation Corps initiative going forward. I wonder how these could, how what you're talking about, a new CCC might be able to address uh, these issues and tackle this extremely serious threat. How could uh, the, a new CCC address that stuff? Well, there's a lot more things going on today. Um, uh, there's pollution going on that oh, FDR tried to address the pollution of the raw sewage from towns going in. Ah. Um, yesterday, there was a very good uh, program 
uh, 70 or 60 minutes was on yes. and they were talking about a uh, pollution going into the um, Pacific yeah. and they're building a seal base and the seals train right into that, into that influence. It's, it's horrible stuff. It's got some, it's got oh. chemicals from different plants going into it. Bacteria. Yeah. And, and everything. Yeah. And uh, we need to, you know, that's across, that's in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And um, we could create a CCC over there. If we created, maybe we could have an agreement with, you know, countries on our border. If there's something going on, we could help, you know, with pollution or or have the kids do something like that and maybe have a another program called the wpa that would actually uh-huh. build sewage plants you know sewage treatment plants uh-huh. they're a little bit older and uh you know family oriented you know saying you know but they that was a program that uh, fdr brought in sure. 1935 so they augmented um the building of a lot of parks and municipal parks in the cities around the country they the uh, CCC built 800 state parks, but the WPA built 8,000 parks. Wow. You know, municipal parks that were in the cities. The uh, the CCC was a rural um, uh-huh. uh, program to get the kids out in the outdoors from the urban areas and the rural areas to work on their environment in their states. So 55% of the men or the boys mm-hmm. uh, working in the state were from that from that state 55 percent half of them more than half percentage was always followed he's followed a certain certain uh pattern that kept the uh popular i mean the popularity going so that there was uh you know the ccc was looked at as a good program because it it mixed the kids in they had to get along together so you had a kid Mm -hmm. from new york city working in idaho with uh, kids from Idaho. Right. Yeah. There could be whole companies uh, down here in Florida. There was a company from um, New York that worked on a, on a project called uh, Highlands Hammock. And now it's a state park. And it was a private piece of private property that the, um, the Roeblings, um, the fellow that uh, developed the, uh, the bridge, his wife had um, an idea down here and she wanted to, to create a, bot- a botanical garden down in Florida. And, and uh, he, um, it was the first camp down here, but it was uh, privately, it was privately private property, but she paid for the uh, employment of the boys there, a whole company to work on her, then became a state park. And so there were some, some people like that that were very wealthy that, that, uh, got, got the CCC. So it was done on private land. It was done on public uh-huh. land with agreements. And it was done on state parks with agreements with the state. And the National Park Service uh, started the Florida Park Service back in the 30s. So it was you know, FDR started about five or six states' park systems and uh, with the National Park Service as its basis. And interesting, the uh, use, use of private land. I can imagine there would be tax incentives to encourage you know people who had a lot of land to, uh, you know, that would be in their benefit to help uh, improve the environment and create a lot of these jobs. And uh, I would think that uh, there could be a lot of it now. Now, there wasn't any, this was all governmental work. There wasn't any uh, private uh, companies, any corporate control over this stuff. It wasn't a public-private partnership. It was a public uh, project. I wonder... As you look forward, and we'll talk about the various uh, pieces of legislation that are 
proposed, would You're it right. be public-private or just strictly public? I, I'm curious about that. Um, uh, our organization is looking to make it make it like the old CCC, all public sector. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, program where we have the military taking care of, you know, making camps mm-hmm. and uh, setting them up. You can't have, um, you can't send individuals out in the middle of the desert or uh, Idaho, in the, in the walls of Idaho, Montana, um, like that. You would have to have um, buildings for them. Um, yeah. there's a, I, there's a lot of military bases that are been, that are being dismantled from 1993. They had a base closures. They could use some right. of these bases that are out there. To, ah, interesting. Site, and then send out, uh, what they call spike camps. So maybe 20 or, you know, maybe a squad, you know, squad, I think is eight, eight people, maybe two squads of 16 out to with tents or whatever, or trailer to live in. Mm-hmm. And if it's male and female, they'll have their own separate sure. quarters. Yeah, and they would go out and work on a place. And when the the, the work is done, um, if it's going to be winter time, they leave it because they don't want to be packed and you know stuck sure. in there in the snow. Yeah. So they they're transferred elsewhere. I find it um, interesting, you know, with the base, you brought up something, the base closures. Uh, I'm in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and there's, there's been talk over and over and over again about closing the uh, Portsmouth Naval Shipyard. And the objection people have is that it would cost a lot of jobs. We'd lose a lot of jobs. And what you're talking about here is, I mean, that's what counts to people. Again, going into World War II, it wasn't the war itself. It was the jobs that were created. So that if there were a new CCC... And as you say, using old uh, military bases that could create a lot of jobs. And there's so much work that needs to be done. And I'm thinking of energy. You know, that's part of the environmental picture. Uh, You know, we have a need for new sources of energy. People don't want, you know, to depend on oil and gas. We got to get away from that petroleum stuff. But there's uh, labor intensive projects. Uh, building uh, photovoltaic collectors, building new railroads and things like that. I would think that this would be uh, something that would be very popular right now. And I do know that, you know, a lot of people, they don't like the idea of big government. You know, both political parties have said no big government. But when it's, it's curious to me, when put as a polling question, the idea of a new CCC is always very popular. Why do you, why have politicians consistently shied away from the idea? I think it's the cost. They don't want to make. They think that it's going to bring big government back. So that's on um, both sides. They're just they're just gun shy right now, and the time has come that they have to put that aside. If we don't do something with a you know this program would probably save the planet. We could even have we could even put the kids out at sea. We could have a marine arm going out there and cleaning up all those jars of plastic. Oh God! Yeah. Um, we're ingesting this microplastic. Mm-hmm. It's going in the clouds and it's ending up in the Rocky Mountains. And our animals or wildlife are feeding on <sighs> microplastic, and we're eating a credit card a week. We don't realize it yeah. in our in our food. So um, maybe we could clean up <laughs> some of the the Maybe we could get some the Navy involved, the Coast Guard involved and have the kids go out there when it's calm or put them on a, on a U S aircraft carrier. We have a dozen Mm. 
aircraft carrier units, take a couple of them off of duty and make them a part of the CCC effort to clean up the oceans, make it international, pick up kids from the islands out in the middle, middle of, there's a gyres of plastic that are as big as Texas out there. Yes. There's seven of them, seven oh, of them God. that we could clean up. And uh, they could, an idea is that they could put this, you know, could pick it up, um, dredge it up. They could, uh, a crew of 5,000 lives on an aircraft carrier. You could put on a few companies of, of 200, maybe 600 guy, uh, young, young, young people. people. They could learn, they could learn the Marine, um, uh, marine sciences, sciences, how to become sailors. And, uh, they could also go off into the emerging Marine or if you go into, if they want to go on to college, they become uh, marine biologists and things like that. Put, put some of these people that are interested in the oceans to save them. They could bring this garbage up on the aircraft carrier and, uh, use the reactors, the electricity and make furnaces, electrical furnaces and burn that plastic out of sea and, uh, you know, get rid of it that way. Or something. Uh, I mean, there's got to be some way to do something it. Something, or 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 recycle it somehow. It can be recycled. There's all these, uh, you know, uh, building materials now. Instead of two by fours, they're made of old plastic bottles and stuff like that. It, that's what a great idea. These these carriers, you know, the aircraft carriers are huge, and they're out there now roaming the seas. Frankly, yeah, not, not doing anything. You know, they're out there. There is a. They. I mean, just to the launch of of F. 18 or you know one of the new fighters f-23s or 35s it's a thousand dollars just for the fuel to send them up that's a lot of expense there oh, yeah. put them to good use put them to good <laughs> use Not a, yeah and a... we yeah and uh instead of being as a threat yeah we're here to clean up the oceans Clean countries will go okay we'll lay our arms down we, we're going to help you out <laughs> I think they'd rather participate in that than building a wall, for example. <laughs> you know, oh, they no. Uh, no, they would not build a They'll probably tear down the wall. Of course. Well, that's ridiculous anyway. For those who may have just tuned in, Bert Cohen here. Our show is Keeping Democracy Alive. Our guest today is uh, Jay Alexander, founder of the Civilian Conservation Corps Initiative. What was the CCC and what might it be in the future? I can't think of a better time to have a new CCC. And there was, the, the old CCC was started, of course, by Franklin Roosevelt, who also had the WPA, the Works Projects Administration. And there's a, I tried to get some audio. I couldn't get any audio from the uh, FDR uh, Museum. From April 17th, 1936, after three years of the CCC, uh, these are uh, FDR's words. Idle through no fault of your own, you were enrolled from city and rural homes and offered an opportunity to engage in healthful outdoor work on forest, park, and soil conservation projects of definite practical value to all the people of the nation. He goes on to say, through your spirit and industry, it has been demonstrated that young men can be put to work, which benefits the nation's youth and conservation generally. What better time than to have this? Well, are there, I wonder, are there any, well, actually, backing up just a little bit here, young people who are in desperate straits, let's face it, they often turn to crime. If there's no jobs, I wonder, you know, how a new CCC might address this problem. It'll keep idle hands from the work of the devil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll put the idle hands working on saving of uh, saving our nation, our, our nation's uh, 
uh, natural resources capital, and it will also save our human resource capital yeah. and give some, you know, give them something to remember of good that they did for their country. Um, most of the CCC, I guess your father had that, that, that the shovel, uh, shovel yeah. the CCC. Um, a lot of, a lot of um, CCC uh, members right now, there's a uh, alumni reunion coming up in November, oh, right goodness. after the election. Oh. And uh, um, their, their numbers are whittling away sure. and um, uh, they're, um, they're heroes. And um, yes. I met several of them and one of them uh, helped uh, he was uh, 17. He went in in uh, 1940. He was 17, and he sent his his folks home 25 or 22 dollars or 25 dollars home. And he uh, there was three ways to get you know leaving the CCC: finishing your term, going a wall, yep. you know, jump going over the hill, or um, having a job or going to college. So mm. he uh, is. Uh, um, he was an Eagle Scout. He was a valedictorian at high school. And the forester who was in charge of him said, you know, do you want to, you know, he got him into a nice, nice job as a um, lumber surveyor. So he would go out oh, and great. survey the trees and uh, see which ones to cut down, which ones to save. And uh, he learned how to smoke cigarettes and he learned how to <laughs> coffee. He didn't like cigarettes, but he drunk, he drunk the coffee. I can relate. And, uh, and so... Yeah, it was uh, coffee was FDR's way of socializing to get people together and talk. Oh, and uh, he, he required it that there would be steaming pots of coffee on the tables for breakfast. Yeah. So every table had a huge uh, big pitcher of coffee. And uh, he learned the first day he got there, uh, it was uh, 20 degrees below zero in the January morning. And they gave him a shovel. I said, you have to dig your way to your barracks. It's over there. <laughs> <laughs> and there was enough snow that they could walk. They, they didn't need the, the shovels. So they left the shovels there and walked over to the barracks and the guys welcomed them in and the first day. And the first day they stayed in the camp and got to know the lay of the camp. But the next day they went out and um, he was uh, building, um, oh gosh, was it? Um, you, um, Trump was asking people to rake the forest floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what they were doing is during the wintertime, they would take the the wood and they made brush piles from the uh, the wood in the forest. And then they would set it on fire and just have these brush piles from the forest burn along the side of the road or, you know, that was in sure. the clear area. Controlled, yeah. That was controlled burning. Yes. And uh, they kept it from what's going on in California and yeah. Oregon and Washington back then and they did that as you know keeping busy during the winter time mm-hmm. and in the summertime they were doing forestry work and all over the country in april and may um they were required all the camps were were planting trees if they were even in a desert area they were planting trees in an area so the tree yeah, army that they, yeah that's and they um planted up to three billion trees wow. in nine years that's and so we yeah, that's uh, I'm going around in circles. There's more things. But uh, this man left the CCC, went to college. He got out of the CCC early and he went to the University of uh, oh, Michigan State in uh, East Lansing. And um, one of um, one of his neighbors when he was growing up was Malcolm X. 
Malcolm X, Malcolm X lived in East Lansing for a while. His dad was a minister there. But anyway, he got in this college. And uh, during the time he was in college, uh, um, his dad was, worked for REO Speedwagon and Oldsmobile. Uh-huh. And they were building um, cannons for 75 millimeter cannons. And so he was working on a plant and um, going to school and um, working for the defense industry in, in 1940, 41. And then Pearl Harbor happened. He signed up and uh, he enlisted. And uh, they, he took the test for the, uh, for the military and he passed it with 100%. And he was saying, you're staying here. Those guys are going, you know, training. And he ended up uh, getting his degree in 1944 in, in mechanical engineering. And he worked at uh, a place called uh, MIT. And, uh-huh. uh, and then, um, oh gosh, in Tennessee, uh, I forget the name of the place, but he built the triggers for both bombs. He oh. was uh, 22 years old in mechanical engineering. He helped develop the beryllium. So uh, it what, bombs. So what are the benefits? I was just going to say one of the benefits of this is the skills that it gives people. Right now, you know, all they have is a, for so many kids, the military is the only option. And yes, yes. Now you know this national service. I would think the idea of national service would be very popular, not just with you know liberals, but with conservatives as well. Uh, I, I don't know about the Trump people, but I would think. You know, people like the idea of national service, giving to a community, and it feels good. Each individual, when they do it, they feel good like they're doing something. There's a new initiative. There's a bunch of new initiatives, and that's what I want to get to, really, is the uh, uh, the Civilian Conservation Corps initiative. Two of my favorite U.S. senators are both from Oregon, Jeff Merkley, whom I'd hope was going to run for president, and Ron Wyden. They're both from Oregon. They put in new legislation. Tell us about that, please, the Merkley and Wyden stuff. Uh, right now, Oregon is burning down, and um, yeah. there's a lot of forest forest up in in uh, Oregon right now that needs to get replanted. Oh, true. And both both of them came out with the bill, and um, I think it's excellent. It's it's giving um, aid to um, the the uh, agencies that are pri- uh, private public sector programs like AmeriCorps. Uh-huh. And uh, there's 31 different states that have their own programs. Like California has their own civilian conservation, uh, California Conservation Corps. And um, so anyway, that's coming up um, that they could help save save uh, that those programs from going going uh, into oblivion. But in the meantime, giving um, the chance for bringing back the Civilian Conservation Corps, the the, the granddaddy. Mm. And um, there's a bill in by um, Cong- uh, Senator um, Chris Coons. Uh, no, not Coons, but um, the second and the, the majority whip, um, um, okay. uh, Durbin. Oh yeah, Dick, Dick Durbin. Durbin, right? Yeah, and Marcy. Kemp and he has a similar, and he has a, a similar bill, and we've been waiting for bills for a long time in the Senate, and um, our organization wrote, you know called you know members of the senate and the house to see if see if we could get a senate bill sponsor and now we have three uh two bills that are out there in the senate and we have one bill that's been on um 
um, in the House of Representatives by a senior member, the longest serving woman member, Marcy Kaptur of Toledo. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And she brought it out in 2009, uh, um, you know, back in 2009. So this bill has gone through, you know, you know, it's, it's probably the same bill from the beginning, but it's changed a little bit to employ. Uh, I'll, you didn't give us age specific, um, you know, to the, the bill. And it's hiring people that are different ages. And it didn't say that the original bill that FDR said it was for single adults, young adults. And her bill has to change. And I think sure. um, either widen or um Dirk Durbin have to change their bills around and make it and make it for a civilian conservation corps program nationwide, mm. and not separate it and divide it up. It'd be a, under 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 um, the auspices of a central central government control and not by corporations mm-hmm. too that could say, "Whim, uh, we don't have the money to give it, or we're broke." We have the deep pockets here to do something. The government does. Yes. And also has rules and regulations. If you have gone with the money, there was, uh, yeah. there was some, there were some crimes. Um, um, and then they, uh, there was a couple of murders during the thirties. Uh, one of the kids, uh, stole the money from, um, the payroll, Oops. shot the Lieutenant that was giving out the cash. And I think it was Massachusetts. Um, the police caught him and he was uh, put on death row right away mm. for shooting the officer. Mm. And then there was two, one from the War Department and one from the Department of Agriculture. They made up a fictitious CCC camp somewhere. Yeah. And uh, what happened was it was going along swimmingly for a year and they were pocketing the money. Oh, God. Because uh, they were, they were count, you know, they were doing accounting. Mm-hmm. And so one of the, uh, there was a, um, a package that went to one of these fictitious camps and it got to the wrong camp. And right away, um, they overseen the, the army and the department of interior and all that. They overseen each other's, you know, the, the, the spending because they had so much spending and they wanted to keep it. They had to spend their amount of money and that was it for the year. They reported this and they caught the two. They they were sent to Leavenworth. Yeah. Well, speaking <laughs> and of. And had to give all the money back. Speaking so, of, of money, I, I don't know how much the CCC cost back then in the 30s. How much, uh, you know, people say, well, you know, we don't have the money. Of course there's the money there. We spend unbelievable amounts on the military industrial complex. How, as you talk about a new Civilian Conservation Corps initiative, how much money are we talking about do you think is this something we could afford well durbin is asking for 55 billion a year uh marcy captor is asking for for five billion just for the ccc program so to employ twenty five thousand people in public private program would cost us 55 billion where if we have a ccc marcy captor says that she could do it for five billion a year Jeez. just and then hire 300,000 kids. And um, it depends on the population. Florida now has 22 million. So 22,000 Floridian kids would go in. 10% of them would be Native American, and then 10% would be veterans of any age. And that's just $5 billion in the Kepter bill. That's, I mean, that's nothing. Yeah. That's not even a drop it's in nothing. the bucket. 
Now, the states would have to put some of the money. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, uh, the federal government gave the states low income, low interest loans to do. That's a good idea. You know, to do the parks. Uh, the park system in West Virginia, they have several parks. And um, a lot of the parks in West Virginia, for example, are going down. There's a lot of land that could be reclaimed, a lot of mountaintop removal. These kids could learn how to use heavy equipment. They could take some. We're going to need some of these rocks down here in Florida to build up seawalls. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they could take the, the black sludge and somehow, you know, get rid of that sludge in the valleys and get clean water back in West Virginia mm. and maybe rebuild some of these mountains back. Oh, you know, yeah. maybe they'll level them out and uh, make them forested again, reforce yeah. them. So there's a lot of jobs, you know, in that after they, you know, they get learned six months and maybe they could start entrepreneurships and start their own environmental companies. Um, Also, they could replant solar panels on top of these flattened mountains and and, uh, sell the power off to the uh, electric companies or a town, Mm. a town that nearby could use the power. So many possibilities. So many. Yes, there's so many possibilities. Um. We have thousands. I mean, Eisenhower built the freeway system, yes. and they could work on putting, installing, like they're doing on the Autobahn in Germany, uh, solar panels in the middle of the freeways. Absolutely. You know, have, so we could do that. Um, and give them uh, a lot of the freeways need their federal property. Put the CCC to work with, uh, you know, uh, weed whackers to. to <laughs> Clear off the, the <laughs> to clear off the highways and clean up the highways and keep them clean. You know, pick up the garbage, and it's 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 work that needs its manual work. Yes. But hey, at um, pay them a good living wage, like fifteen bucks an hour, but eighty percent of it, their pay goes to their families to help their family survive. So they're the breadwinner of their their family. So they're responsible, and you know and what, they feel better for it. And it seems like this is such a bipartisan appeal that you know conservatives would like it liberals would like it and but i how you know it just i'm a little surprised it hasn't happened yet but we don't ever think about that we think about military spending yeah more and more and more and more for the military but it it just seems that that this so it's so possible now if people like the idea and want to help move it forward there must be a number of things people can do I wonder if you could share that with people who are listening. Yes. Um, the main thing is to get out there and vote on November 7th. Yeah, November 3rd. The 3rd, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but November, remember, remember the 5th of November, That, but it's the 3rd of November. Right. Sorry about the 7th. And also to call up uh, members to co-sponsor these different bills that are in. Um, the two bills that are by um, Senator... Um, uh, Wyden, Murky, Merkley, mm-hmm. and from Senator um, Durbin. Durbin doesn't have, um, he has zero sponsor supporters oh, great. to his bill. So, And then um, Marcy Kaptur has only 14 members of Congress that support the CCC Act. She had up to 30 back in 2012. And uh, mm. that's, you know, right now with the way the economy is, uh, there's a lot of unemployment. There's yes. a lot of kids that are not going to college again, oh. you know, because of the virus. But this would be a po- post-pandemic type of program that people could do. Yeah, 
Yeah, and and or or during the pandemic, they if they you know do the the rules, we could have kids out there right now working on the environment. Oh, it'd be great. They could do and and uh, socializing safely as opposed. Uh, don't get me started on that. It's amazing that they. Yeah, but the kids, I think this would be so good for young people. Are there bill numbers? If people want to call their members of Congress, their, their U.S. senators, are there bill numbers that they should, you know, urge their members of Congress to vote for? And I believe you have a website too that you can point people to that has some of the information on there. Yes, uh, I have to put the the Senate. They're so new. The Senate bill numbers on there. Uh-huh. Um. And the, the bill number for Marcy Kaptur is H House Resolution yep. two um, two three five eight. Okay. And that's the twenty first century Civilian Conservation Corps Act. Okay. And she is the one uh, I don't know about the senators, okay, but we have to have a Senate bill. Yeah. But she is the most that's the most important to get the House of Representatives because she is on the appropriations committee. Ah who's the longest serving mem- woman member and um, she's in the water and uh, oh natural resources subcommittee uh-huh. of the appropriations. So she's a very powerful woman and it's been years as it's nine years that uh, she was in, in, you know, power, the Republican party had the power for, till 18. And so she got into this, this, so she has the power uh-huh next year to keep the bill going and to possibly um maybe get a pass with her with her background the senators um uh i think durbin is the second the second in command uh, he's I the second right. most powerful senator he's in, he's a minority whip and if the senate wins uh-huh. uh election let us pray uh, either yeah <laughs> yeah if the senate gets the majority and kicks mcconnell out hey uh, and uh he he might become um, he might take over from Schumer as the as the major as the majority leader. No, that'd be nice. So, and then we would have somebody that might be the head of the um, the we have a woman. The first woman is uh, uh, there's a woman in there that's uh, the the chairman of the uh, appropriations committee. And she might stay, but who knows? Maybe Marcy Castro will become a, the head of the Appropriations Committee. And this bill, her bill, and one of the two senators' bill might just be, you know, made to bring back the original all public sector civilian conservation corps. And that's what we yeah. should get. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry about the, uh, twenty-five thousand, but you know, if the uh, twenty, you know, the college conservation there. There's 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 all um, they're all they have their own funding source. They could probably survive. But um, the ones that depends on federal money, I'm sorry about Bill Clinton's AmeriCorps. That is a joke at twelve hundred kids a year. Yeah. We're with three hundred thousand to work. Jeez, so that should be absorbed. The, the AmeriCorps should survive. Yeah. You know, with separate things that they do in the, the you know, the cities and, you know, window dressing. Their, yeah. Yeah, is as working on uh, well, liter- literacy and things like that. There's some needed things that they do. Well, let but, me just uh, ask if what 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 site can people go to on the internet? What is it? Uh, oh, uh, okay. Our uh, we we have yeah, yeah. two names. We have two. Um, we have we can take it. dot org, and the other one we have it goes to the same site, and go cccci.org. 
civilianconservationcoreinitiative.org. Uh, right. CCC was taken up by the um, Campus Christian Coalition. So I, nah. I lost the, the, the CCC. <laughs> yeah, so I, I took an I, put the I in there for an issue because it is an initiative. Yes. And um, people could go to that for information or they could contact me at, um, I have my sure. contact information on the website. Great. And I need financial help. Uh-huh. If anybody wants to help our organization the next few months to get, you know, to get uh, other people involved in other organizations. We got, we got NRDC looking at, um, uh-huh. oh, good. and it, I'm trying to get Dr. Jane Goodall. Ah, um, that'd to, be a nice. Good uh, name. Even though, if, if, even though she's English, uh, she asked that we have before, you know, we have to survive yes. is to, to have generation of stewards of the earth. This program will create 300,000 stewards of the earth every year. So within three years, we'll have a million. Within 10 years. I want to end with that, the song it. called Boys in Green by John McCutcheon. What, what can you tell us just briefly about that song? I, I met John McCutcheon a few years back, and he played it at a concert in St. Petersburg. And I asked him if I could use it. I told him what I was doing with the CCC, and he said, "By all means, use it. Great. You know, don't need to worry about copyright or anything. Just use it." All so, right. So go cci.org. Thank you so much. Let's let's the possibilities. It's just it's so frustrating to see what we're doing as opposed to what we could be doing. Jay Alexander, thank you so much for being with us, and uh, maybe we can make it happen. It's up to the people of the United States of America. Yes. And please uh, call up call your member of Congress and your senators to sponsor those bills. Thank you very much. Thank you. In 1933, off in Washington, D.C., Roosevelt created the CCC like nothing we'd ever seen. He called on fellers across the land to join together, lend a hand to learn a skill and take a stand. We were the boys in green. Hurrah for the love of the country, hurrah for the patriots' dream, with their brains on their backs, with a pick and an axe. Hurrah for the boys in green When I was a lad of just 18 We stocked the rivers, the lakes and streams Together fuel this nation's dreams We were the boys in green We built the houses, cleared the land Ran the fences and we built the dams Made quite a home for Uncle Sam We were the boys in green Hurrah for the love of the country Hurrah for the patriots' dream With the brains and the backs With the pick and an axe Hurrah for the boys in green Oh, we built the bridges, trails and roads We dredged the lakes, we hauled the loads No more the beach or duty roads We were the boys in green We fought the fires, stemmed the floods Gathered seeds and planted woods That grew to be your neighborhoods We were the boys in green Hurrah for the love of the country Hurrah for the patriots' dream With the brains and the backs With the pick and an axe Hurrah for the boys in green.